Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dum Dum, Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast set in my homebrew world of Kalandos, my being me, being Carla, your GM. And around the table, I have my amazing players and they're going to introduce themselves and their characters starting on my right. Hello, I'm Wednesday and I play Xantelarian. Hello, my name is Kirsten and I play and my name is Nicole, and I play Darby. <laughs> and to give us a, a recap of what happened on last week's episode, because we do a recap if you're new here and you just like to jump into the story, but also just to see what the character thought happened, because sometimes what actually happened and what they thought happened are two different things. And I always recommend you do go back and listen to last week's episode and all the other episodes before it. But if you'd like to jump right in, here with our previously on Dum Dum Die is Darby. So what had happened on the previous episode was we were making our way to the Selenite Temple because, you know, we now needed to just kind of tell them what was going on. And then Kyle and Zantelarian, is his name Kyle? His Kyle. name is Kyle. Kyle and Zantelarian, they just looked so hot. They were trying to do this fight thing. <sighs> My hormone levels were just exactly like that. I mean, they were like super high because Zantelarian took his shirt off and then Kyle took his shirt off. But I wasn't too concerned about Kyle. I was more concerned about Zantelarian. And then he just did this flip. And then I was just like, wow. It was just like watching a god. Like, I think I'm going on a bit too much about this. I don't want him to get a big ego. So anyways, then the priest came out and then Kyle was just talking a lot. So I kind of raid frost him and then the priest got super upset with me and then he kind of like backhand. Well, he was supposed to backhand me, but then shocked you, who's my hero, by the way. He kind of stepped in for me and then he got the hand and then I felt really bad. So I hugged him and now we're kind of just going to speak to the priest. I mean, yes. <laughs> That is what happened. So you are following the priest back into the Selenite temple. He's going to take you back to the room where you encountered him and the Lord of Port Orach previously. As you enter the temple, you can see the temple is actually very, very full. It's it's filled with a couple of makeshift cots. You can see obviously there's not enough cots for everyone. A lot of people are sleeping on the floor. They're huddling uh, with their belongings near them. People are looking frightened around. They're not really engaging with each other. Uh, they're all sort of sticking to their family groups or to their friend groups. I mean, if you look closely, you can recognize the mistress of the brothel. You see her there. Uh, she's surrounded by a, some very good looking uh, woman and one or two men. You can see every now and then flitting between the pillars sort of uh, gnomes from the scene and you are... Gnomes or halflings? Weren't they halflings? Sorry, halflings. <laughs> Apologies. Halflings flitting uh, th through the, the building. That's small people list. Sorry. Carla. all this there. <laughs> <laughs> and as you head to the room and down the corridor, you see at the far end of the corridor is two of the Lord's gods standing outside uh, a door. So he's obviously taken that one. But even the corridor has one or two small families in the corridor. It's full. You'd say probably in this temple, there's at least 300 people trying to all 
crammed together. So it's also very, very warm. And you head into the room and you can see in the room, it's been converted almost into a makeshift office. There's some papers, uh, some stacks of, and you see the papers mention things like uh, how much food there is, uh, who's on duties and who's on guard and things like that. And obviously as you walk through the temple, you saw various priests in, in robes, mostly half orcs, but a couple of human priests and one half elf priest. And they were all in various stages of helping the refugees, basically. The high orc priest waits for you to get to the door and let you go in first because you can see his he's very massive. So for you to be able to maneuver, he has to come in to the room last. Okay, I step in. All right. Toby's like super scared to step in, but he kind of like does it super quickly. Okay. Oriel waltzes in nonchalantly. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> she, uh, she just has this feeling that for the she's next invincible. minute she's <laughs> invincible. And he bend, ducks through and he comes in and shuts the door by m- moving forward into the room. And his presence sort of pushes you close into a corner in the room where you huddle near the, the bed. He turns and he leans against the desk and he says, sit. And he gestures to the bed. You could all sit on the bed next to each other, on the edge. I relax on the bed like I'm totally chilled. Oriel sits. Darby definitely sits. And he says, tell me about Vlad's loves. Okay. This is the official report, sir. So they believe that he is the real Vladislav. He also believes that he is Vladislav. And we don't actually need to keep all the people in the temple because they're not planning to sack the town. How you know this? Well, it is Vladislav. Technically, they come in peace. The whole goal here is to unite an army under a single banner in order to fight Tsumayel. No, we fight Vladislav, who's coming. No, 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 no. no. So look, while we were at the camp, one of Tsumayel's agents, and we know that she is one of Tsumayel's agents, actively tried to assassinate Vladislav. How do you know this? Because we were there. And then Darby realizes. Wait. I tell you, look and report back. When you say there... What do you mean? Well, we went there because you told us to go there, and then they caught us, so we went into the camp and we checked everything out. Absolutely everything. And spoke and to Vladislav ourselves. Yeah. And then... Rat the people came. She came, well, you know, she came, she organized this assassination project, which obviously failed. Because we saved the day. You know, magic users, whatever. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, so we know, and we've met her a few times, and she is definitely working for Tsumayel. And she will probably come and kill all of you guys if we all don't stand as one and take them down. It's a true story. Okay, say I believe you. What you should. And he raises an eyebrow at you. Okay, Dobby, maybe you shouldn't speak. Okay. They want to unite one army. Under a single banner. 
but they're not forcing anyone to, and they're not killing anyone. They say, you're welcome to go if you don't want to fight for the cause. So people just go. Although you seem to have taken that choice away from people because people are just going before they even ask the question. People want to be free. It's so not they want to be free. Why can't they be free? We hear they kill people. Well, no. they lie. So basically what had happened? Um, can I talk? Okay. <laughs> okay. So basically what had happened, and now Darby's like taking his, his hair and kind of like twisting his, his finger through it. And he's like, so basically what happens is if people don't want to come, they kind of lock them up and then they'll go to the next town, but then the other guards will go back to that town and then unchain the people so they can stay in their own town. But they don't actually kill them. And you've seen these people. I mean... What do you consider as seeing? There's many forms to it. You have seen people from that town know they are alive. Yes. Yes. So who didn't join army? Well, not 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 like literally see them, but I mean he could have killed us if he wanted to kill us. And he had many opportunities to kill us. I have also had many opportunities to kill you, that and I have not. That is true. I think we're just very likable kind of people. This is not a game of who the fuck do I kill, okay? <laughs> this is not a game of who the fuck dies. All I'm saying is, you have come here, especially you, and he points to you, Darby, and he says, offered many, many slights <laughs> to me, but I have not killed you and i don't even want you to report back good things so maybe vladislav pretender wants you to say good things that could be true but and then darby is gonna like darby is also a terrible liar with all due respect high priest of the selenite people i personally myself was kind of hiding from these people and I kind of got trapped underneath like in a hole it's almost like a cave but it's not really a cave because it's kind of like underneath where rats can fit in but I could have I could fit in like it was just kind of hidden and covered and then basically what happened was I heard these rats like there were so many rats all around me they were kind of disgusting but if you think about it there were these two rat people and they were talking like rats but they were people and they were talking about how the mistress had sent them to kill Vladislav. Now tell me that is not proof enough. You say this. I promise you, I promise you, I swear on my, all of my gods. He doesn't have multiple gods, he's actually got none. Do you say that? Yeah. Or Darby looks at him, I mean, looks at at Oriel and is just like giving her daggers. Okay, so you want anyone who wants to fight Timael, for Kalandor's sake, must go under Vladislav. No, just under his banner. I would never stand under Vladislav. Under his banner means under Vladislav. Nah. You don't change your tattoo or swear a different religion, swear to serve a different god. It's just fighting under one cause, if this is me correctly. But... If it is Vladislav, which it, and he looks at you, Oriel, because mm. he knows you follow Vladislav, he goes, which it, and is? he wa- waves his hands like, is, is and She's like, is? Like, really? Which it is. is. Yes? 
Yes. 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 I told you. <laughs> they believe yeah. he is Vladislav. Then that is serving another god. Selena knows that it isn't. Look, priest. Do you? You Gorga. Oh, that's a nice name. <laughs> His name Gorga, is Gorga. Where are you from? <laughs> hmm? Where are you from, Gorga? This is not time for that. Oh, I feel like you you making a lot of assumptions about us that you don't know us from bars of soap and I don't know you from a bar of soap. Soap. Does soap exist here? Yeah. It does. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, does this metaphor actually exist in, in oh, of course they have soap. They wash clothing. <laughs> What was I saying? Sorry. You don't know Gorga from a bar of soap. Yes, I don't know you from a bar of soap. And you don't know me from a bar of soap. But I know I have... Vladislav has approached me before he turned into his, let's say, mortal form, saying that Samael is gathering strength, which means that he's gathering believers. And if the gods are to fight this, they need to unite under one cause and no offense to anyone else's gods i don't see anyone else taking up the banner again it's not mandatory it's your choice if you choose to stay with under your selena banner and you're not interested you're more than welcome to do that we're not making you pick up a sword and and a axe but it would be nice if you could we're trying to fight the big evil. Selena, Alexis, Emeth, and Vladislav all fought for the same cause together once upon a time. I don't see why just having one of them as a leader now is, is any different for, for us. That is true. And the mistress is evil. She's very evil. We've battled very scary. her several times and she's nearly killed all of us. She's wiped out towns of men. She's beautiful. Please focus on the evil gets distracted. Part. Yeah, please focus on the evil part, not the good-looking part. I will think on this and pray to Selena. Uh, you may find a place to rest. Thank and then you. he shuffles t- to lean further against the desk so that you have space to exit the room. Anything else you want to add to your report? How many... Men they got. Can I roll history to remember? Um, <laughs> Look, you can give them all the information that you know. Yeah, yeah. Like she so will, you she tell will them give about yeah. like how many people there yeah. are, what kind of force it, yeah. it looks like, how well equipped they were. Because, I mean, you did see the stock, mm. the armory. Yeah, she'll divulge all that information. Their scouts are very skilled. It may be worthwhile to um, reinforce your lookout. Kyle and Sharktooth are display gods. There is gods on perimeter. No, these gods, apparently, Oriel, correct me if I'm wrong, they whistle and that's kind of like their, their, their conversations that they're having. So we will listen for whistles. I will, I will let the gods no, 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 know. No. So it's like a secret. No, that's fine. Listen for whistles. Should okay. be fine. It's like... And then, you know, Darby, like, attempts to remember what... Hold on, Nicole, did you just reverse whistle? I did, guys. It sounds like you did it on the end breath. Guys, I can't whistle whistle out. out. No, all I can do is... 
but I don't even know how you get like I, I literally guys it's a skill I've been mastering for years what whistling in uh, I got nothing all right um well he, he listens to it and he goes uh, we, I will castle. let them know to keep an ear out and then he says anything else and then Darby says and that's supposed to mean thank you. But I don't think he, he got it. it. He says, yes, I whistling. No, thank you. And then Darby like puts his hand out onto his like arm if he can. Like, okay. He like doesn't touch him, but like kind of wants to touch him. And then, be, and then he says, it means thank you. In whistle language. Okay. Uh, you are welcome. Now... Go rest. We interrupt this programming to bring you a short message from our friends and podcasts we like to recommend. Good evening, everyone. Are you looking for something different? Something unconventional and unpredictable? An actual play podcast that blends comedy, improvisation and storytelling to create something greater? Perhaps you seek homebrew adventure or the entire retelling of a 5th edition D&D adventure in a way you've never heard before. Perhaps even something from the Cthulhu mythos. Then we have something to suggest to you. Penance RPG. Come join us on social media. We have such tales to show you. Darby um, walks out. When I leave, I'm going to go to that space where all the people were looking all miserable, right? Like you saw it's sort of in the main entrance to yeah. the temple. And I'm going to walk up to like the group from the brothel. Um, and I'd like to engage with them and sort of be super charming and convince them to... Help liven up the place. Only people from brothel really know how to party. So, you know, like start singing and like getting people to sort of converse a little bit and making it all a little bit happier because right now like this place is fucking depressing and Zantelaren can't deal. Um, okay, cool. Roll persuasion. Um, as you exit, you see uh, Gorga does go speak to the nearest road people and tells them stuff and then they seem to go and tell other robed people things. And someone does head outside. He heads back into the room. Unnatural 20. You, you sense that because they were bored, they are going to give it a try, but it, they're also quite scared. So they think it's better than just, you know, um, sort of waiting for something mm. to happen. So they're going to... Try and start making conversations. No one's going to sing because it, it feels like it would be very obtrusive all of a sudden. But okay. they are going to start spreading out and trying to make conversation with other people. Okay. In that case, is there a table somewhere in the center of wherever? No, or so sort of people like everywhere? every every space, is space has been cl sort of cleared of stuff so that there's more space for refugees. Okay, so when they've started moving around... And tables and things are in the barricade. Um, I'm going to take the hand of one of the ladies and then I am going to put on a performance for everybody. 
So I'm going to dance. Okay, roll performance for me. Yeah. And like, you know, do the whole introduce myself and be like, you know, in this temple of Selena, blah, blah, blah. 29. And that was a natural 20. Wow. Um, as you start speaking, everyone looks at you. They, they seem to really look at you and think initially you can see on their faces they're like why would you do this this is a very heavy time of crisis Uh, but as you go on one person sort of laughs a little bit at at the joke and it seems that from that little bit of laughter it just breaks open a dam starting with the children first and then um the adults and so it does lighten up the atmosphere and people are talking louder they are talking to each other as the children seem to be playing with other children in the room um so yeah okay cool and i never put my shirt back on because i wanted to show that i was a selenite in the temple put your shirt back on so so i wanted to show that i'm a selenite in the selenite temple so that i'm not doing anything wrong by trying to cheer everybody up okay cool um oriel what are you up to She's like fallen asleep face first. So you found you found a, a spot and yeah, she like she watered her pot plant on her staff and went to bed. Darby, um, Darby is definitely watching Zantelarian. <laughs> Just kind of in awe. Okay, the party's going to progress. Party is maybe too strong a word. Um. We'll call it casual, happy gathering. Yeah, merrymaking. A little bit of merrymaking. Look, it's also because it's so cramped. Yeah, distraction. Distraction is the word. Because it's so cramped, they can't really, you know, do anything. Mm. Are you guys sort of mingling with the people? Yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm talking to everyone. I'm trying to make people feel better. I'm playing with the kids. I am like chatting up all the women. I'm um, like tapping all the men on the back, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, as you're chatting and you, Dobby, you also. So I think after a certain point, the minute Zantelarian puts his shirt on, do you put your shirt on? No. Back on? What's the point? Um, and there He's are like, when your shirt goes back here. on, I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening. Dobby's still good. Dobby's just kind of chilling. He, he's, he's sitting next to Oriel by his lonesome self and he's just like watching everyone. Mainly watching Zantelarian, and then if Zantelarian does put his shirt on, we'll go back to sleep. Okay. Zantelarian, as you're talking to the people, you know, they're just telling you how, you know, they're very afraid. And even some of the people with Vladislav who believe in Vladislav are saying, you know, they're unsure. Uh, you know, they always thought gods were, a, you know, a mythical being. Um, but you know, if it is him, is he going to be upset when he comes and sees that they, you know, they're afraid. And some people are just complaining about the living conditions, Mm. even though they've only been like doing this for, you know, four days. It's been very like the living conditions. um, And the fact that, you know, there's not that much food, even though they brought food, Mm. but um, they've already been put on rations. And people are worried that rats are going to eat all the rations. I mean, they've they've seen one or two rats near the kitchen. People are mentioning how they don't think there's enough priests and enough of the Lord's gods to protect them. They're just unsure what's going to happen. 
Okay, I'm going to try and be like supportive and I'm gonna listen really well and I'm gonna like share my rations with the kids, you know, that sort of standard stuff. I would have given it to Oriel anyway. So, nose! A few kids is much like other kids. Now Oriel's <laughs> asleep anyway, she's not eating. Yeah. She's still depressed, her ham is rotten. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, it's like, not a never ending ham. <laughs> and you didn't die in your one minute, so. Damn it! You slept your your. I slept my minute away. Your plus one life yeah. away. Yeah, and I'm kind of just like trying to make people feel better about their current situation, at least for tonight. Roll. Because I'm a nice guy and stuff. Uh, so you do all that. Anything else before? So Xantalone um, wants to find himself a lovely lady. Um, and take her outside under the moonlight and for a little bit of rough and tumble, I guess. You find Consensual. Yeah. You find that it's not that hard to find someone like that because, A, you are very good looking, um, but, B, also, you know, when people are afraid for their lives, they they want to live. <laughs> I want to live. Um, so I might live forever. <laughs> um, not anymore. So you take her and you are going to take her on a moonlit stroll uh, yeah. around, the, around the back. As you exit the temple, you see people are starting to go to sleep, but you see even outside, so the merriness spilt outside. Oh, cool. So people That's seem awesome. to be more cheerful than ones that are still awake. Yeah. And as you pass around the back of the temple mm. um, and nearer to the barricade, you see, you do see, you spot. A couple of um, selenite robes yeah. on the outside of the perimeter. Mm. So you, there are guards. And you're going to head round the back where it's up against... The temple or yeah. up against the barricade. Well, so it's temple and then barricade. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so sort of behind there. Yeah, as long as it's comfortable. You're going to find some space because the refugees sort of encircle... Yeah. The whole um, temple. The whole, yeah. Um, when you come around the basically the back of the temple, you see there's a small entrance, which obviously usually in how Selenite temples work, mm. this probably leads to the kitchen or to, you know, the back end of where the priests sort of um, live or work and, you know, have daily ablutions and things like that. Yeah. And you sort of find a shelter between the mm. barricade and someone's um, – Yeah. Tent house. Need a bit of privacy and stuff. And you have a good time. Mm. Roll perception for me. Damn Stefan. At a disadvantage. Disadvantage. Fifteen. You think you hear something coming from sort of that kitchen door. Is this like during or after? After. I'd say uh, during you're not going to be hearing. Okay, well, after, after you know, the chick's gone back inside or whatever, I'm going to go check it out. Okay, so you're going to be like, thanks so much. Yeah. Head on back. Yeah. All right. So uh, she can be safe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm a gentleman. Yeah, she says thank you and then she goes yeah. back. You head towards the door. Uh, a lot of people are asleep now. Mm. Although the tent you were using as shelter, you can, you can hear people... Uh, whispering to each other as they obviously heard what you were doing. 
You head towards the the door at the back of the mm. temple. And then do I hear anything? Uh, nothing. Anything? Nothing particularly special. You hear a couple of people rolling over in, in their tents. Uh, Is the door open? No. Okay. I'm going to pick the lock. Uh, it's not locked, though. Is it not locked? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go inside. Um, Can I go inside, like, uh, on full alert kind of thing? Yeah. So you're going to go go in prepared. Yes. Ha-ha. I want to go in ha-ha. As you open the door, mm. you see there is a a table and it is stacked with foodstuffs. And some of the foodstuff from the top is spilling over. There's no light in here because uh, there's another door uh, you can see from the moonlight. Yeah. Uh, there's another door across from you and there's another door on the right. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously the kitchen. There's a couple of uh, buckets uh, used yeah. for cleaning. Uh, there's some utensils and plates mm-hmm. and cooking stuff, but quite a lot of the space is taken up with all the food stores. It's yeah. it's actually a very large, large room. Um, and it's filled with food stuff. Is there anything else in there? Cause I do have dark vision. You see that the one bag where it's spilt rats have obviously eaten into the, mm. into the bag to drop some of it. Mm-hmm. And when you open the door, like, ha ha, there were two rats eating from the bag. Mm. And instead of skittering away, like rats would normally do, mm-hmm. they turned their eyes towards you. And from in amongst all the foodstuffs, you see, um, I don't know if your dark vision would give it that glow, but for effects, I'm going to say, okay. you know, like that glow when yes. an animal's in the light. Yes. Beady eyes. You uh, see probably 40 sets of eyes in amongst the foodstuffs. I am going to whistle very, very loudly out the door because now I know that Darby has told them the whistling indicates spies or whatever. So I'm going to whistle very, very loudly. In the actual whistle, I'm sending a signaling out to Stefan to tell him that the mistress has infiltrated the temple. And, but I'm doing that loud, like really, really loudly because I wanted to carry across so the guards are, you know, notified and stuff like that. I mean, they obviously are not going to know what it means other than there's this crazy whistling going on outside. Look, it is the dead of night, and there is a, a mountain near, like a hillock nearby, yeah. so it does reverberate. So cool. it is very loud. At that, you're going to have to roll initiative. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, and sure. the were-rats strike again. That's so bad. Five. Yo. Well, I got two. And just after I rolled a natural 20, I rolled a five. <laughs> like... Wow. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much to my players. You always make everything an adventure. And a big thank you to the listeners for listening. Please remember, if you enjoyed this, to share us with your friends, foes, families, and familiars, and rate us on your favorite and not-so-favorite podcast apps, especially iTunes, because it really, really helps our podcast to be found by other people, which is awesome, because then we can grow the Dum Dum Die family and the Dum Dum Die table, basically. 
big thank you to Tristan and Wednesday who edit and make us sound really good and feed whose music graces our podcast. Uh, remember, if you want to find us on socials, you can find us at Dum Dum Die, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E, on all the socials. For a second, I forgot how to spell it. Um, if you want to mail us, you can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. And if you want, we have a cool website where there's some video content and all our latest episodes are up on the website and it's www.dumdumdierpg.com. And also keep in mind, we are going to soon be live streaming our session. So if you'd like to watch it, you're going to be able to do that. Um, we'll give some more details when that's finalized, but keep an eye out for it. But if you just want to hear, the podcast will continue as per no normal, so keep an ear out for it. Did you see what I, I did there? <laughs> Eye, eyes and ears. And a shout out to Rowena and... Oh. What's it? Umemi? Umemi. Umemi and Rowena for your Twitter conversations and reviews on Facebook. We love you guys. means a lot. Love you. It's highly appreciated and we see you. So... Just so you, not seeing us, seeing like, you, seeing yeah. us, seeing rat's eyes everywhere. Yeah, not in a creepy way. Well, um, damn it, not more again. Like, more like a loving kind of way. Yeah, like in a, a loving... Like we see you, home dog. Like D&D cat's eyes? <laughs> D&D cat's eyes. Above all, I hope you have a most amazing week filled with adventure. Then the priest came out and, uh, you know, Carl was just talking Sorry, a bit too much. the priest came out. <laughs> After the two men were fighting topless, then the priest came. <laughs> oh. uh